How is everybody doing? Welcome back to the Throw It Deep podcast. It's been like probably like a year at this point. Things are a little bit different on this front. I'll, uh, you know, for for those of you real ones that have been listening since the beginning, you know, those like two or three people that listen to every episode, that honestly might be a little bit of an overestimation, but I'll give you the rundown on exactly what is going on with the show and what can you what you can expect moving forward. Uh, so obviously, Andrew and I, we probably recorded our last episode, I think around the time the free agency frenzy happened last season. Last year's free agency period was obviously one of the craziest we've seen in league history. I think that was the last episode Andrew and I ever recorded. Uh, I graduated from the University of Alabama. Andrew graduated from Syracuse. I I took a job uh, doing a radio show in Mobile, Alabama, about three and a half hours south of Tuscaloosa. And Andrew actually took a job with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, if you've listened to this show, you know that's uh, his dream. But as, as it turned out, uh, we weren't really able to continue doing the podcast just because of contractual reasons uh in his job there was it, it was just a little bit mucked up there as you can imagine him being a an employee with the team uh so anyway we're doing things a little bit different this year we wanted to bring back the throw it deep podcast under the umbrella of my radio station in mobile wnsp so what we're doing here we're sitting here i believe it's march 6th right before the start of free agency one or two dominoes has started to fall but so here's the plan my friend Owen McEnroe, also in the same circle of of uh, of friends that myself and Andrew come from, from Mendham, New Jersey, the uh, the home roots. I'm gonna be we're gonna be doing the show with Owen, and uh, that's gonna be and Andrew. His job situation is kind of in flux, so we'll see what happens there, and maybe hit potential for him to get back involved again. Yeah, I don't want to say that that's gonna happen. I don't really know. You know, talk to Andrew if you really care that much. But anyway, uh, so Owen, welcome to the Throw It Deep podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, my name's Owen. As Michael said, I grew up hanging out with Michael in New Jersey. I went to school at Bucknell University in Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm pumped to be talking football with you guys. Yeah, so it's going to be a good time. Like I said, under under a little bit of a new branch now, Andrew and I were kind of doing our own thing with Throw It Deep, maybe getting 20 listeners an episode if we were lucky. We're, we started this new uh, online podcast platform at my radio station, WNSP, called WNSP Now. Essentially, all of our shows you get during the day, you can get there as well as uh, exclusive shows such as Throw It Deep, as well as shows on the MLB and NBA. Uh, so basically, the way you're going to find the show is by searching WNSP Now and finding Throw It Deep under that uh, larger umbrella. Hopefully, we can bring the Throw It Deep podcast to a little bit larger of an audience. But Really fitting for the first episode in the resurgence of the Throw It Deep podcast that the first domino, first big domino at least, of NFL free agency to fall, Derek Carr, the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, Lo Mobile's local team, you know, oh, and uh, I know you've never really been to the South much, but, you know, I, I am on the Gulf Coast about as low as you can get. Uh, as far south as you can get two hours from New Orleans, but the Saints are Mobile's local team here. So Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback of the Saints. Who that nation's got their guy. <laughs> they, they do. They do indeed. Four years, $160 million for Derek Carr. $70 million of it is guaranteed pretty much just by putting his 
uh, named a paper there. So I guess the first question, I mean, there's infinite angles to dive into here, and we'll get into some of them. But the first question is, did the Saints pay too much for Derek Carr? So, no, I don't I don't think the Saints paid too much for Derek Carr. I mean, in this market, in this, everybody's got to get paid. Everybody's – Daniel Jones is looking at a $40 million contract. Geno Smith just signed a contract nearly this much. Um, I think it's a good deal for, honestly, both sides. I think Derek Carr gets a lot out of this, and the Saints do as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I think for Derek Carr – I think the biggest winner – in this whole thing is really Derek Carr. I mean, obviously the writing was on the wall in the last two weeks of the season uh, in Las Vegas. We knew that he wasn't going to be the Raiders quarterback next season. They, you know, Josh McDaniels chose to bench him for Jarrett Stidham, which I'm sure you have some thoughts on and I have some thoughts on as well. I know you're not the biggest fan of Josh McDaniels, me being, you know, Patriots bias, which anyone who has listened to this show or, or uh, anything I put on WNSP for that matter knows I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a Patriots fan. Yeah, I mean, once Josh McDaniels benched Derek Carr for Jarrett Stidham, it wasn't because Jarrett Stidham was better. It, no. it, it was because it was because you know Derek Carr just wasn't going to be the quarterback of the future for the Raiders, and and you know if he separates a shoulder in the last two weeks, the, there goes the trade value. Now, as it turns out, Derek Carr kind of said, you know, screw you, cut me. Uh, I'm not I'm not doing anything to benefit you. Yeah, you're right. Derek Carr chose to uh he wanted to he wanted out. He wanted the ability to choose his team rather than be traded. And he chose a good one in the New Orleans Saints, a team that has great defense, a decent all-around roster, got a lot of talent in the receiving room, such as Chris Olave. I don't know what they're gonna do about the Michael Thomas situation, but I think this is a great move for Derek Carr. It puts him in a position to have success in a division that we know is weak, or relatively weak. And uh, I think I think this could work out. Yeah, I mean, relatively weak is being generous. Now, I mean, it, it, it's just funny. All of a sudden, I mean, the Saints probably win this division this year with what average quarterback play. Yeah, definitely Slightly above average, maybe. And you know, I, I'm never going to come on this pod and slander slander TB12, but I mean, the Bucks were terrible this year. They they, they don't win any other division in the NFL. And yes, they You're did right. beat the Saints in the regular season, which they actually haven't done the past the the two years before. But I I mean the Saints, I I believe they were seven and ten. I don't have the 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 standings in front of me, but they because they did win a couple of games at the end of the regular season. They beat Gardner Minshew and Philly. They they had a couple of wins they didn't really have business winning. But anyway, I they didn't have a first round pick. So, yeah. so it didn't it didn't really matter uh, uh, on their behalf, but I've got a couple I, games there in no business losing, like the Bucks on uh, prime time there. Yes, I that, that I mean they they had some inexcusable losses. I I mean after that Bucks game, I think the general pulse down at least on the Gulf Coast here was Dennis Allen is not the coach of the for, of the future for for this Saints team, and and but he's back know. at least one more year. I mean when Dennis Allen was hired. I don't know about you. I thought it was a good hire at the time. Yeah, it seemed safe. Inside hire, they had great defense. Peyton out, you know. But now, was well, a little shaky. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting because I would say that the Derek Carr move here probably puts more pressure on Dennis Allen than anyone else. I if Dennis if the Saints don't make the playoffs this year, there's no year three of Dennis Allen. I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, certainly Dennis Allen, they want that pressure. Obviously he wants a better team. What was the alternative this year? Again, another year of Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. I, I said this on the, on the Dennis Allen's probably out if they're bad with that anyway, you know? 
I mean, I think the Saints kind of have just been caught between rebuilding and not wanting to re they've just been in this weird spot since Drew Brees retired of like not wanting to commit to this rebuild but not wanting to be completely irrelevant and you've seen that you saw that with the signing of Jameis Winston and now you're giving big money to Derek Carr's like if this doesn't work out with Derek Carr and I don't honestly I don't know if it's gonna work I think they'll win the division this year because the division is that bad it's gonna be Kyle Trask playing QB for the Buccaneers the team that's won the past two years unless they get Jimmy Garoppolo or something which we'll get into that later on but I I just don't I don't know like does Derek Carr make you a Super Bowl contender if you're the Saints I don't think so I don't think he moves the needle that much but certainly as you said there's a lot to be played out in this division but like when you look at it right now like the Saints have a good defense some nice pieces on offense and now a franchise quarterback in Derek Carr I guess it really just depends. That's, on that's a division winner in the NFC South. That's all you need. I mean, yeah, again, like the NFC South is so bad that if it only is going to take a Derek Carr to win the division with what the Saints have. Now, like, it, again, if you look at the Panthers, and they're probably going to be going with Darnold. Quarterback away. I, yeah, I, the Panthers are an interesting one. I mean, they're they're a team that's kind of thrown their hat in the ring for Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Yeah. Whether you believe that or not is is kind of up to you. I think the, I mean, if you're the Jet, if you're the Packers, you'd probably rather trade him to the Jets uh, out of the NFC at least. But I, I mean, if you're if you're the Panthers, sure. Panthers are sitting, I believe, at the ninth pick. And they're a team that's been mentioned as someone who could possibly trade up even as high as number one to the Bears and and take Bryce Young or, or whoever they determine to be that number one guy. I personally, I think if you we'll we'll, we'll get into I don't you know, I, I don't want to get into uh, draft stuff all this early since we will have the entire month of April to get into it. And I, I figure you probably haven't done a, a ton of film stuff. I know you're not the biggest college football guy, not but quite uh, yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, I know you're getting there. If you're taking a quarterback over Bryce Young first as the first quarterback overall, well, best of, best of luck to you, uh, Mr. GM, sir. I, You know, if you're going to go with Anthony Richardson, well, because he throws the ball far or Will Levin. I, I, Bryce Young's got a good arm. He's got yeah, – Bryce Young's got a good arm. Uh, and if he were three – He certainly three, does. He certainly does. If Bryce Young were three inches taller, he'd be the best quarterback prospect to ever come out of the draft. But that's – Ever. We'll again. We'll get we'll get into draft stuff later. That'll be a contentious episode. I can already I can already feel that one bubbling up. But again, with I mean, so back to the NFC South. I mean, yeah, if you're the Saints and you don't, I mean, I I don't see how the Saints don't win the NFC South this year. I again, the there is certainly a lot to be a lot to happen. But I mean, they're 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 they've got to be the favorites right now. I don't I don't see how they wouldn't be. I mean, what is Desmond Ritter going to be trotting out there for 17 games for the Falcons? Yeah, like that doesn't look good. Um, you could argue the Buck situation is worse. Like I, I don't. This is really it's a mess. It's a mess. The Bucks, I guess, are like two years removed from winning a Super Bowl. But again, the year before Brady got there, that team was seven and nine. Like I, you have to ask yourself. I don't think I, it's unbelievable, but I don't know if Brady even gets enough credit for how much he did for that Bucks team I mean, they were seven and nine the year before and then obviously they struggled this year I, I think there were I don't I don't think Todd Bowles did a great job obviously the the running game was a complete mess uh I think Byron Lustwich was a mess this year but uh do you, you see today that uh 
think it was Rich Eisen said it that I and I don't think I don't know if this was based off of any rumor or any yeah. report, but he said like, oh, like look out, Tom Brady might not be done. Like keep keep an I eye. Did actually, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That might that might be the end of my like incessant defending of Tom Brady if he comes back. To <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I got some Brett Favre syndrome. He just wants to play, you know. I mean, I understand that. Like, I good on good on him if he want. He didn't need to retire. Like, he was a free agent. <laughs> like, yeah, he really didn't. Yeah. He comes back to play. Like, if he comes back to play, which I I don't really think there's any legitimate ground to that i mean if, yeah. if the dolphins get a bad medical on tua uh which you know that's a whole other thing i don't think either of us think tua is very good but uh, yeah. I, I i tom brady's not coming back i'm just gonna continue to believe that until until i'm forced to believe i'll also that. believe it when i see it you know? well, all right so geno smith was the other big news of the day signs for what was it three years 105 million for the seahawks and i believe 52 of it is guaranteed like at signing in year one so it's all I, in year one correct yeah so, okay so basically they're all in on geno this season the Seahawks are and then if he regresses I guess you can move on pretty easily yes it's a it's a it, it looks like three years 105 it looks like a lot but it's a very front-loaded deal so a lot of it will be year one and um if they if they if Gino has a tough year and they decide to go another direction if they cut him it won't be as big of a cap hit now um, you're you're a pretty big Gino guy aren't you now I'm, it's a, it's an unreal story. Comeback player of the year. There was not. There wasn't even a market for him. If you told, imagine somebody telling you that Geno's would sign a nine-figure contract going into the season. I I would have told you you're crazy. Fair it's enough. unbelievable. Fair enough. It's, okay. it's awesome for him. Um, I know he. I just Geno really like he he faded down the stretch. He wasn't he certainly did. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah, he he was probably a top five quarterback. Like up playing like it up until thanksgiving and it it did kind of just wait it, it leveled off but like he wasn't horrible by any means so no, uh, i mean he wasn't horrible this the team got to the playoffs and you know i guess we'll see this this also does not close the door on them for example like they're they've got that uh i believe a top 10 pick i'm, I'm not exactly sure the number six. might be nine six yeah, i think it's like as early as six or seven something like that i, th- I think vegas has seven i think Broncos pick. yeah, yeah. um so, I mean, that doesn't leave them out of the market for a quarterback if they want to get, take a project guy, the Levis or Aunt Richardson route, you know. Lev- I mean, and again, we'll, I don't want to make this a whole draft thing, but Levis is interesting. I, I think his stock has dropped a little bit as Anthony Richardson's has risen. Uh, so I don't know if Levis is actually going to end up going in the top 10 by, by the time all is said and done. So we'll see what ha- I did. I did see a couple of mocks with, uh, with Seattle going with Richardson at, I believe it is six that they have. Like this, this contract signing like leaves um, that's still on the table. That yeah, it's, it's it's not the, you know, it's not a Mahomes deal where you sign him for ten years. Obviously, it's not. You're it's not flexibility here. Yeah. You're not a, yeah. You're not committing to Gino long term. You're just giving Gino a lot of money, which I I don't know. I it's a lot of money for Gino Smith. That's he earned that's, it. He had an unreal year. Yeah, he did. He earned it. He earned it. I just. I don't know. I figure the Rams are probably going to be a little bit better next year. True, true. Cardinals probably going to be a little bit worse. So, yeah. I, 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 I just count the Cardinals there as a net negative. They'll, they'll, they'll just essentially be the same. I mean, we'll see. But 
I don't think that I don't think Seattle makes the playoffs next year. I I guess you have the benefit of playing in the NFC. NFC is wide open. Yep, that's that's what it comes down to. You think the Cowboys draft a quarterback? I mean, I don't see why not in like a second or I mean day three pick, but anything beyond that I think would be a little egregious. So so. Dak is the guy, Dak's the guy to win them a Super Bowl. Then Dak is the guy. Yes. Whew. What? What? What makes? What makes you say that? He had a rough year, but I think his uh he had, he had a rough, rough year. He led the league in turnovers while missing six games, and then was kind of the reason they lost against against San Francisco. He was terrible. True, but they, they, you also saw flashes. Look what he did to the Bucks. That's that was a top ten unit on defense. You know. It was a bad football team. Uh, they 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 beat the they beat a bad football team like a drum uh, in in the first round of the playoffs in a game that just happened to be in Tampa Bay because NFL rules are are kind of dumb. Where on the road, top ten defense. What was it? Thirty eight points. Thirty top ten. Top ten in air quotes defense. I I would have to go look at some advanced uh, stats there. For for the record, you know, if you're listening to this. Uh, Owen is uh, much more into the numbers and the analytics than I am. Much more of a football math guy than than I am. So I'm sure I'm sure these things will come up as as we move along a little bit more in the in this uh, show. But or not necessarily this episode. But I'm sure the numbers and in, in the math will will come up. So you know if you want to if you want to math test, be pre- be prepared to listen to Owen's side of things here. <laughs> anyway, so what do the Jets do now? I, yeah, that's another angle of this uh, Derek Carr thing. Um, so they've got to be – it's Rodgers or bust. It's got to be, right? Yeah, I mean, so if you're the Jets and, – and this is what it seems like from Derek Carr and this – I mean, there are legitimate reports to back this. If you're the Jets, it seems like Derek Carr, he was interested, they had a good meeting, and then the Jets were just waiting around to see what Rodgers would do, and Carr said, listen, like, man screw that like uh, i'm going like where i feel wanted and, and i'm and that's the saints and I, like i can't I that blame Derek carr for that i'm sure the jets would have been willing to pay him similar money for a similar con it's not like a money thing it's just like they're they're infatuated with aaron Rodgers, which i understand why they are he's a top five quarterback of all time I'm sure he's coming off of a rough year but whatever i i just if you don't get Aaron Rodgers now, and for the record, Owen's a Jets fan. Uh, if you, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers now, the the prospects, it's bad. It's so yeah, it's, so bad. And I and I'm it's disastrous. Know, it's it's disastrous. Like, I mean, you're more of a Derek Carr guy than I am. And, yeah, and Derek Carr is a yeah. I'd say he's a top twelve quarterback, top ten maybe in that range. I would um, say top ten to fifteen is fair, but like. Yeah. You're more of a Derek Carr guy than I am, and even I'll say like not getting Derek Carr if you're the Jets. That's huge. Yeah. Well, it means you got to get Rodgers because after that it's a drop off. Like you want to, what's the next best option? Jimmy G. And even even after that, there's like even more of a drop off. Jacoby like Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, like I don't think Daniel Jones is going anywhere as much as all the money he wants. I think they're gonna pay him. Uh, yeah. There's really not a lot. Geno's gone too. It's it's Jimmy G. Rodgers and like replacement level you got Jacoby Brissett you know I I guess maybe the like trade up and draft the new guy and start the cycle all over again sure their front office does not want to do that after the uh Zach Wilson fiasco 
Yeah, and I understand why. It's just like if you don't get Rodgers, and it's entirely possible that Aaron Rodgers just decides to retire. Like sitting here speculating on this podcast, what I don't think he's going to retire. I don't either. I my my point being just like sitting here speculating. Oh, like he wants to play a new. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This is we're talking about a guy who who sat in a dark room for three days uh, four, so day, four days whatever whatever period of time it was like speculating on what Aaron Rodgers is going to do is just pointless so I, I if you don't get Aaron Rodgers the Jets are in some trouble like some serious serious trouble and again if you had Jimmy G last year if you're the Jets just for example because that's probably the next guy you're probably in the playoffs. That's probably a playoff team if he can stay on the field, which you know there's no guarantee based on how Jimmy. True, true, very true. Uh, but like, is Jacoby Brissett about to be the quarterback of the Jets? Like, is that is that really going to happen? At that point, I think you run it back with Mike White rather than giving another quarterback a contract. You know. Yeah, a full season of Mike White. Oh boy. And you're already paying like the uh, fourth or fifth year of like a second overall pick quarterbacks rookie deal. That's that's running you at least twenty mil, I, I believe. Yeah, I, it's just not it's not a good situation for New York. So I guess the last two dominoes. Well, we're we're going to keep these episodes a little bit shorter than uh, than than me and Andrew traditionally did, just for reason. They'll they'll be coming out every week, and you know we're in the off season now, so uh, we're we're gonna make an effort to keep these a little bit shorter. So I guess the last two dominoes here, we'll find out tomorrow uh, a good bit about what's going to happen with Daniel Jones, because tomorrow is, you know, not the most convenient recording time here that we're sitting here on Monday night. Uh, I believe the franchise tag deadline is tomorrow at four o'clock. So we'll find out if the giants tag Daniel Jones, or if they reach a long-term extension, either way by four o'clock, we'll know something uh, regarding Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones might get $40 million a year. Yes, that is that is highway robbery on behalf of Daniel Jones's agents. Yeah, I, I mean it's just weird. I mean we're in this new era where we're we're it's almost like the NFL is becoming the NBA. Like you're just seeing these these ridiculous contracts that have no business being handed out. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's just money is going up or uh, obviously salary cap goes up every year, but. I quarterbacks are more valued. TV money is going up. It just uh, for, for Daniel Jones, he would be the ninth quarterback in NFL history to get a $40 million contract. And he is nowhere near the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. Let really? alone no history. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think you are a bit more critical of Daniel Jones than I am. I mean, he was, he was good this season. He was, he was all right. He was fine last year. I'm not saying he was not bad, but like, there was not like the turnovers went down, but like that was really, I would say as much about coaching as anything. I don't think his improved play is as much of him playing better than he had in the past, as much as Brian Dable and that Giants coaching staff putting him in a great position to succeed. Wow. So now I boxed you in here because Owen noted, uh, noted uh naysayer of mac jones it turns out coaching is important we'll get coaching into is that. important we'll get into that in a future episode i you know because i don't want to start a whole 10 minute how boxed in that makes me <laughs> no i've got I don't know, i've got you boxed yeah. in now we're gonna save that quote for a future episode yeah, yeah. coaching important mac jones year three bill o'brien we'll get into that in a later we got a whole discuss yeah. that but yeah so i guess the last big domino is lamar jackson and ultimately i i 
think the Ravens are going to come to some sort of long-term extension. It's hard to predict because he doesn't have an agent. Him and his mother are in there doing the negotiations themselves. Yeah. No, it's a very, it's a very unique and interesting situation. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised the uh, Ravens have played hardball as much as they did, um, or as much as they have and continue to play. Um, you have to respect it from the Ravens' perspective. It's like much. so many teams are dying to just hand their quarterbacks giant sacks of money, whereas the Ravens look at Lamar Jackson, who has not finished, who's when healthy, phenomenal, but like has not finished the season healthy the last two years. And they're just going to say, listen, like, we're not just going to blindly hand you this giant guaranteed contract. He wants it. He wants it all fully guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and so I think what you could see is the non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him, which which would allow him to negotiate with other teams. And if the Ravens don't match it, I think the Ravens get two first rounders, something along those lines, which – I don't know why. I don't know why that's not a more common thing. Uh, I, I think yeah, I was about to say. I don't think I've heard of a team doing that before. I, I don't know if it's just like a special case thing, or I think you'll start to see that more and more as you know this quarterback money just goes crazier and crazier. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's going to change, but yeah. I, I mean, I do have to respect the Ravens playing hardball on it a little bit. I mean, they, it's not like they've had playoff success with him, and it's not like he's been on the field. I mean. Snoop Huntley started a playoff game three weeks ago, so or a month ago, whatever it was. So, I, yeah. just what do you hand that guy? John, he's just walking in there and saying, "I want what Deshaun got." I, how how do you just give that to him if you're the Ravens? Yeah, it's it's definitely a unique situation. I mean, he's he's definitely shown the talent. If, if I don't think if health was a concern, he'd be signed and ready to go for next year. Yeah. But, uh, the, the health is definitely an issue. He uh, hasn't finished the last two seasons. Missed, I think the last six games of the year this year. Um, Something like that. I think, I mean, health, like best, best ability is availability. So, um, and, and so I, I mean, I guess I do the, think they'll end up reaching a deal though. I think, I, think I do gonna... too. I guess the jets factor in, in that conversation too, in that like maybe in some bizarro world where the jets miss out on Aaron Rodgers, maybe they swing for the fences and try to get Lamar. Well, I'm sure if Lamar will is is will be available, they're gonna they're gonna go for it. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't I, personally, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, you know. I agree. But at that point, it's like if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, like yes, I would rather sell the farm for Lamar than than take Jimmy G or Jacoby Brissett right. or whoever whoever the quarterback might be at that point. All right, we'll wrap it up there for the first new era episode of the Throw It Deep podcast. Owen, thank you very much, and welcome, I guess, to both the Throw It Deep and the WNSP family of podcasts. Thrilled. I'm pumped to be here. Had a great first episode. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week, and hopefully there's going to be some big free agency news, and we'll tackle the entire free agency frenzy. So until next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.